31, and the um, December 16th meeting of the Plan Commission is now in order. Um, there is, is there any public comment? Uh, General public comment? There are no registrants for public comment. Uh, I believe it would be appropriate for the body to affirm that Ms. Berger may serve in the role of acting chair until a, either Mr. Cantrell or Mr. Openifers. Second. Moved by Rui, seconded by Nisbet. All in favor. Oh, all in favor. Aye. Opposed? Thank you. Wonderful. Thank you. Um, does anyone have any communications, disclosures, or recusals this evening? Seeing none, um, the minutes of... Oh, <laughs> Okay, okay. So the minutes of the December 2nd uh, meeting, um, has everyone had a chance to look at them? Anyone have questions? Okay, um, Alder Zellers abstain. Okay, Rui. Okay, moved by Rui, second by Hamilton Nesbitt to approve the minutes. All in favor? Opposed? And note Liddell um, Zellers abstaining. Um, the schedule of meetings, so um, our upcoming regular meetings are January 13th, January 27th, February 10th, and February 24th. Um, after that, do we have enough? Oh, secretary's report, do you want to do that? Uh, we can run through the secretary's report. Now I'd also note under scheduled meetings that uh, perhaps on January 13th, uh, the members uh, can bring their calendars so that we can discuss opportunities for a year one or end of year one review of the new zoning code with the commission uh, staff would like an opportunity in a special meeting to have a discussion about uh, how the new code has worked issues and opportunities and then also members of the commission also requested a uh, orientation session on the new code for some of the members that were not on the plan commission uh, when the new code was going through the approval process a couple of years ago and so uh, we'd also like to schedule that, so if uh, members would be prepared to have that discussion uh, before the start of the public hearing on January 13th, that would be most appreciated. Also, uh, on the January 13th agenda, uh, just fair warning to the commission that uh, it stands that we will have a very, very lengthy agenda that night. Uh, we are not aware of really any items listed on January 13th under upcoming matters that are going to be referred at this time uh, and it's also shaping up that we're going to have a pretty fair uh, public hearing on January 27th as well so uh, with that uh, I would also point out that we have been requested by the city clerk's office to remind you and agenda item number 16 or agenda item 16 is that reminder to please fill out your statement of interests forms and return those to the city clerk's office by January 7th 2014 uh, so that is also noted under the secretary's report and also one last item of business uh, in response to some of the feedback that members of the commission had at the November 18th meeting I'm just stretching this out to keep Melissa in the chair longer uh, you're doing fine uh, the November 18th meeting there were a couple of uh, concerns raised about uh, some changes to the zoning code that were needed uh, a couple of issues that came to light about the order of zoning districts more restrictive less restrictive uh, we do have in the draft stages a zoning text amendment that will clarify how that works under the new zoning code and staff will be sending that out uh, probably to the entire commission but certainly the plan commission alders 
uh, for their sponsorship uh, for introduction as early as January 7th so that we can have that on the books uh, by early February if all possible. So uh, those are uh, all that I have. That's all that I have at this point in time, and I'd be happy to answer any questions. Otherwise... Should I transfer now or after we... You can put the committee in okay. uh, hiatus for approximately 15 minutes. All right. Uh, so can I have a, um, a move to go informal until 6 o'clock? All in favor? Aye. Opposed? <laughs> All right. Thanks. Clock, seven it's seven o'clock somewhere. Uh, <laughs> um, it's time to start the public hearings. Uh, we have a request to refer items one and two. Moved by Berger, seconded by Hamilton Nisbet. Uh, all those in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed, no. And that's to clarify to January 27th. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Um, that brings us to um, the consent agenda. Um, I think everybody here knows how the consent agenda works. These are items everybody agrees to. There's nobody who wants to speak. And... Um, we can take them up quickly and the people affected can go home while we stay here and proceed with the balance of the agenda. Um, are there any uh, requests for deletions from the consent agenda? Okay. Then the consent agenda is going to consist of items 3 through 11. Uh, we'll start by uh, w with item Number three, Legistar 32294, um, creating a definition for a screening fence and a screening hedge. I'll open the public hearing. No registrants. No registrants. Uh, I'll close the public hearing. Motion to approve. Moved by Cantrell, seconded by Zellers. Discussion, seeing none, all those in favor signify by saying aye. Opposed, no. Passes. Item four, Legistar 32295, um, and a, create an exception for the maximum height rule in campus institutional districts. No registrants. I'll close the public hearing. Is there a motion to approve? Mo moved by Zellers, uh, seconded by Berger. All those in favor, signify by saying aye. Opposed, saying no. Uh, passes. Item 5, Legistar 32296, uh, reducing usable open space in the traditional employment district from 160 square feet per unit to 20 square feet per bedroom. No registrants. I'll close the public hearing. Is there a motion to approve? Moved by Cantrell, seconded by Heifetz. All those in favor signify by saying aye. Opposed say no. It passes. Uh, item 6, Legistar 32299, uh, uh, amending zoning regulations for family daycare homes. No registrants. I'll close the public hearing. Uh, motion to approve. Moved by Hamilton Nisbet, seconded by Rui. Uh, um, all those in favor signify by saying aye. I oppose no. A motion passes. Item 7, Legistar, we're at the subdivisions, 
Item 7, Legistar 32130, a preliminary plat for the RIP addition to Linden Park. No registrants. No registrants. I'll close the public hearing. A motion to approve. Moved by Cantrell. Seconded by Heifetz. All those in favor signify by saying aye. Opposed, no. Passes. Item 8, Legistar 32131. Um, Preliminary and final plat of Royster Corners. We have registrants, presumably uh, supporting and available to answer questions. Jeff Rudebush, 2217 Middleton Beach Road. Uh, Kyle Adams, 5002 Autumn Leaf Lane. And David Nelson, 1520 Red Oak Court, Middleton. Are uh, there questions for any of those registrants? Seeing none, I'll close the public hearing. Uh, motion to approve. Moved by Hamilton Nisbet, seconded by Zellers. All those in favor signify by saying aye. aye. Opposed, no. It passes. Item 9, Legistar 31936. Um, a restaurant in a parking lot at West Town. Two restaurants. Two restaurants in the parking lot at West Town. Uh, we have two registrants, Trey Conway, 1740 Urban Trail, Chattanooga, Tennessee. Welcome, Mr. Conway. And, just, and Justin Lee from 161 Horizon Drive, Verona. Uh, both in support, available to answer questions. Uh, any questions? Seeing none. I'll close the public hearing. Uh, motion to approve by Cantrell, seconded by uh, Alder Zellers. All those in favor signify by saying aye. aye. Opposed, no. Passes item 10, Legistar 32125. Uh, renovate an existing lodging house at 644 North Francis Street. No registrants. No registrants. I'll close the public hearing. Uh, motion to approve, moved by Sellers, seconded by Cantrell. Um, all those in favor signify by saying aye. Opposed, no. Passes. Uh, item 11, <coughs> Legistar 32132, an alteration or an approved conditional use at 3302 Packers Avenue. No registrants. I'll close the public hearing. Is there a motion to approve? Moved by Berger, seconded by Nisbet, Hamilton Nisbet. Um, all those in favor signify by saying aye. Opposed, no. Passes. Uh, that was pretty speedy, I think. Um, now, that brings us <laughs> on... If you wish. Whoops. This is, thank you, Mr. Chair. This is the ones, uh, Mr. Parks, that we sent back for two or three tidbits that we discussed at length before uh, voting not unanimously to send this back to UDC. Is that correct? That is correct. And UDC did what with this? They provided an advisory recommendation to approve. Thank you. I would just like to remind the group that I voted not to send it back there because it would serve no purpose. And for once, I've actually been proven correct. Thank you, Mr. Chair.
You're welcome. Um, we now get to items where we will actually hold public hearings, beginning with item 12, Legistar 32434, a conditional use to allow construction of a mixed-use building, um, 9,900 square feet of commercial space, 22 apartments, lot two of the approved Royster Clark Platt, and generally located at 310 to 402 Cottage Grove Road and 904 Dempsey Road. Staff, Heather? Yes. Thank you, Mr. Chair. If possible, I'd like to provide a, a broad overview of items 12, 13, and 14 together. Be, that would be okay? That would be wonderful. Thank you. All right. Um, so tonight we have in front of us the first three uh, development proposals on the Royster Clark site on the Near East Side. And as staff, we're, we're very excited to see these projects come forward. We think that um, it's, it's really the beginning of a, a significant impact to the neighborhood and the Near East Side and, and can really catalyze reinvestment and redevelopment in the larger area. Um, tonight in front of you we have uh, a collection of three-story buildings on a total of four and a half acres of land. Um, we're looking at the addition of 173 new residential units and just over 1,200 square feet of commercial space within areas of the, uh, of the plat that are planned for medium density residential and, and mixed use. We believe that the three, the three proposals before you are, are generally consistent with the Royster Clark Special Area Plan, which was adopted in 2009. The site is generally very well designed, um, taking advantage of shared access where possible. There's underground parking below all of the buildings, and entrances, multiple entrances, face the public streets on, on all sides. So we're very happy to, uh, to see the, the specific proposal before you. And I just want to briefly go through each one, um, just with the, the basics of, of each on the, the building size and, and um, commercial versus residential space, et cetera and briefly mention why the conditional use is, is before you tonight in each case. So on lot four, on the new revised Royster Corners plat, um, it's about a, a 0.8 acre lot. We have a three-story mixed-use building proposed with 9,900 square feet of commercial space and 22 residential units on the second and third floors um, above the first floor commercial spaces. This is in the traditional employment district where residential units and mixed-use buildings require conditional use review. So that's why this is before you tonight. And I think our, our recommended conditions of approval are relatively straightforward, um, primarily having to do with, with very small design details. Um, and uh, again, we believe that largely this, this project meets the conditional use standards and certainly will once uh, conditions of approval are, are addressed. Lot 5, directly to the north of that, is a, a proposal that is two buildings above ground sharing an underground parking area. And it's a, it's a multi-family residential building, 80 total units, again in three stories. This is a market rate um, apartment building. And again, our, our conditions of approval have to do primarily with design details. Um, we would like to see increased bicycle access to the southern building, um, small architectural design enhancements, a management plan for the operation of, of, the, of the apartment building, and then also um, more of a straightforward condition for just a common access easement between lots four and five um, that, will need to, that will need to be created prior to, to final approval. Um, finally, uh, to the west across, across Royster Oaks Drive, we have a 1.7 acre site 
with a single three-story multifamily uh, apartment building proposed. This is uh, primarily will be um, workforce housing, affordable, affordable units, 70 units total with also one guest unit in the building. Again, it's a three-story building above underground parking. Um, this building actually includes a small office space for Moving Out Incorporated, and that is part of the conditional use review in this case. Um, any, any building with over eight residential units is a conditional use review, and also any building containing uh, a human services office establishment requires conditional use review. In this case, again, staff believes that all of the conditional use standards are met or will be with, with small changes to meet the conditions of approval. So again, as, as a broad overview, we're really looking forward to these projects moving forward and uh, would invite any questions of staff or the applicants, the applicants team at this time. Okay, I'll um, open the public hearing. We have a number of registrants, none uh, wishing to speak. Uh, Jeff Rodebush, 2217 Middleton Beach Road, in support available to answer questions. I'll, I think I'll read them all, and then if you have questions, we'll um, get up who we need to get up. Uh, David Nelson, 1520 Red Oak Court, Middleton, support available to answer questions. Randy Bruce, 7601 University Avenue, Middleton, in support available to answer questions. Kyle Adams, 5002 Autumn Leaf, Madison, in support available to answer questions. And finally, Dave Porterfield, 4110.5 Mar Avenue, in support, not wishing to speak. Um, are there questions for any of the registrants? Ms. Hamilton Nesman, and do you know whom you would like to question? I guess Mr. Bruce. I'm not exactly sure, so I'll punt okay. it to you, and you can punt it around if you want. And just to clarify, this is question on number 12. We've, we've received the staff report on number 12, but uh, we could open the public hearing on 13 and 14 as well, although it should be noted um, that we do have one person wishing to speak on item number 14. The registrants are otherwise the same. Yeah, I know. Um, the one question I have is, is on uh, lot 6 on revised plat, and I guess the other one is... is that's item 14? That's, that's item okay. 14. Um, okay. Would it be more expeditious to do the three public hearings simultaneously and then have that person on item 14 uh, come up to speak? We could do that. Okay. So I am going to uh, open the... Uh, <clears throat> do you need the move to take those all? together no okay no, we can just do it uh, I will read into the record then the registrants on item 13 and then item 14 on item 13 um, I'll read the last names for people who've already been mentioned in item 12 Rudabush Nelson Bruce Porterfield and Kyle Adams uh, Okay, item 14, 
we have again a number of registrants. Uh, we have at least one wishing to speak. Dave Porterfield, 41 10 and a half Mar Avenue. Uh, Mr. Porterfield, come on up. Dave Porterfield from Moving Out. Uh, just wanted to um, make sure that people understood the nature of the proposal. The, what we have essentially is a joint venture between our organization uh, and uh, Stonehouse Development. We'll be the developers and long-term owners of the project. Uh, so we're going to be collaborating uh, from the beginning and all the way through. Uh, uh, Stonehouse will be doing the property management. In our organization, our corporate offices will be located there where we'll provide some services to some of the tenants. Uh, our organization provides um, housing, counseling, uh, and a, a range of types of housing assistance um, all over the state, and, uh, including Madison, quite a bit in Madison, where we help people with disabilities who need have housing problems to solve those problems. And we provide um, essentially um, housing in regular settings, so not licensed housing or anything like that. And this fits our, our, uh, our mold uh, quite a bit. We've, our offices have been in Madison. Um, we're right now located at um, 600 uh, Williamson Street, just down on the Gateway Mall, and uh, we intend to keep our headquarters here and to work out of Madison. So this, for us, will be a, a great permanent location. And I have, uh, I'm available to answer any questions you might have about the project. Are there any questions for Mr. Porterfield? Okay, thank you. Thank you. Um, I'll read in the, regi the registrants that are on this item as well. Uh, Randy Bruce, David Nelson, Kyle Adams, and uh, Richard Arneson, 625 North Seeger Road, in support, available to answer questions. He is from Stonehouse Development. So now we will open it up to questions for any and all. Ms. Hamilton Nisbet. So like I said, I guess, Mr. Bruce, um, the question I have is, is more for the uh, item 14 on our agenda, but um, there are a number of three three-bedroom units that are in that building, have you considered doing some sort of a play area or something for kids? I would imagine that will draw families. Um, we have considered that, that comment came forward to us uh, today uh, through through uh, the staff, and, and that's a, a certainly acceptable. I think there were considerations being made to, to place a play area in the courtyard as it, as it was. So that did, that's so it would idea. be a play structure with a slide, and I mean, and well, it'll be some sort of play structure. I don't know what what will be yeah, part of it, it. Yeah. but not just a gazebo or something. Correct. Actual for kids. Right. So if that was added as a condition of approval, you'd be amenable to that. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Any additional questions for uh, Mr. Bruce or any of the other registrants? Okay, Mr. Rui, is it for Mr. Bruce or someone else? I I believe it's for Mr. Bruce. Uh, on um, the mixed-use building, uh, I see that you've got a bunch of front entrances on that that face Cottage Grove Road, and I've been in a number of locations where the front door entrances are closed, and you have to go around to the back parking lot to go into them. In fact, I was at two of them today. Um, I don't know if that might be a requirement that they have to be functional now, but are, are you planning on having functional front doors to... Cottage Grove Road. That was the plan, yes. And the other question I've got is I seem to be having trouble if it's the front door entrances, I don't see any bike parking out there. Um, one of the la last uh, revisions that we made in this plan was to slide the 
slide the building back off of Cottage Grove Road uh, uh, just a bit. And uh, I think one of the conditions in planning staff's uh, report is to, to, to use that area for perhaps bike parking and, and augmented landscaping. And so we'll work with staff on that. I, uh, I think that was one that there's bike parking off of the east side of the building, which will probably never be used where it's located on the plan I'm looking at because uh, it's not convenient to anything. I'd like to, I think it's traditional, I think the city staff now likes to have the bike parking at least as close as the car parking to uh, the major entrances. And I'd like you to, I'm, perhaps I'm talking to staff on this one, but any of these, the bike parking should be convenient, whether it's apartments or the mixed use, or the bike parking has to be more convenient than what I'm seeing on any one of these plans. And I, I hope that you work with staff to make the bike parking, external bike parking for customers and visitors and workers better than it is on what I'm looking at here. So, without going in, into detail. <laughs> um, Mr. Bruce, I guess seeing that you're up there, did you have anything to say about that? No, that, that's appropriate. Okay, thank you. Did, um, okay, are there any additional questions for any of the registrants? Then seeing, seeing none, uh, thank you, Mr. Bruce. And questions of staff? Mr. Rui, did you want to ask your question to Mr. I, I, I saw the staff nodding yes when I made my comments, so I, I appreciate that. <laughs> okay, we'll put that nodded head into the record. Uh, Ms. Hamilton Isva? The only question I have of staff is um, I noticed that on the, um, the drawings we got, the street names are different than on the final plat. And I just wonder, do we need to reconcile that for our records at some point? We don't need to reconcile it today. It's a condition of approval that the final plat is recorded with the new street names. And I think I, I mentioned in, in just the overview one pager for the three projects that there was just some discrepancy between the two plan sets. Um, and that's just due to the fact that the street names weren't ironed out yet when the site plans were being uh, finalized. So the, the streets will be Royster Oaks Drive and Penny Street. Okay, any additional questions for staff? Mr. Heifetz. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Um, in your analysis, I think on number 12 and number 14. Sorry. I hadn't even said anything offensive yet, but uh, no, thank you. In the analysis on 12 and 14, it mentions uh, easements that'll have to be drafted, et cetera, before uh, the project. Is there anything uniquely complicating in that regard, or is that more a matter of course in your opinion? Uh, the easements that, that we believe are, are required by engineering and zoning are, are matter of course for planned multi-use sites. So that shared, shared access agreements, shared parking and whatnot. A lot of these lots are, are sharing those areas. And so they need to have easements, even though in, in one case the ownership is the same between the two lots, we need to have those easements created for That was the, the part that I wasn't grasping, so thank you very much. Sure. Okay, any additional questions for staff? Then I'll close the public hearing. Is there a motion? Mr. Rui. Oh, just a second. Let me turn you on. I'd like to move approval of 12, 13, 14 uh, with uh, the developer continuing to work with staff on improving the site plans.
Is there a second? Seconded by Mr. Heifetz. Discussion? Ms. Hamilton Nisbet? I'd like to um, I'd like to add a condition, if friendly, on um, item 14, that the applicant will um, include a children's play area in the courtyard. Without objection, that's in. Anything else? Um, then um, all those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed, no. Um, items uh, 12, 13, and 14 are approved. Item 15, staff says that uh, they are requesting that item 15 be placed on file without prejudice. Is yeah. there a motion to do so? Folks, we're still in session, yeah. so if you if could you leave could. the room quietly, that would be appreciated. Okay. So, <clears throat> we're, I'm looking for a motion to place item 15 on file without prejudice. Moved by Mr. Rui, seconded by Alder Zellers. Um, I don't think we need to have any discussion on that. Uh, all those in favor, signify by saying aye. I oppose no. Passes. Um, did, uh, is there anything left on the agenda that uh, Ms. Berger didn't take care of? Business by members announcements. Okay, business by members and announcements. I won't be here for the next meeting, so um, one of you will have to capably chair in my absence. Mr. Rui. I just wanted to comment on 12, uh, 13, 14. I think it went so smooth is because this has been a lot of planning going on on this, and there are no surprises. Mm -hmm. And when the planning comes, we appreciate it because then we don't spend hours here on stuff that wasn't considered. So, so thank you. We might as well include the Alder in our thanks, he, seeing that he's here. Then I believe a motion to adjourn would be in order. Mo moved by Hamilton Nesbitt, seconded by Heifetz. All those in favor? Uh, okay, that's a record.